Good morning and welcome to episode 235 of the Morning Light Show. Get ready, listeners. You're in for a real treat today as I interview a friend and colleague that I haven't connected with in many, many years, Sherry Honeycutt. And we just have a great conversation with one another today on the show. I think it's going to make you laugh and it's going to give you some insights about shifting your outer space to shift your inner world and some thoughts and ideas for how you can shift off of autopilot and into a more intentional way of designing your life the way that you would like to create it. You see, Sherry is a life designer and she helps you mirror your inner and outer worlds in a way that invites you to live more in alignment, more intentionally, and be able to manage the transitions and the changes that we often want to go through in a way that's a lot less overwhelming and more inviting and more subtle and more exciting. So tune in and listen to the guidance that she has for you and also check in with yourself and see what this episode might lead you to shift in your life and in your space. Welcome to the Morning Light Show. I'm your host, Adair Cates. This show will offer you insights and inspiration to free your spirit, open your heart, and start your day off light and bright. Good morning, Morning Light Show listeners. Oh my gosh, I am thrilled to have Sherry Honeycutt on my show today. It has been literally 10 years since we had a conversation. So you guys are in for it. I'm not sure we're going to be able to keep it to one episode. We might spill on over into a second episode (laughs) knowing us, but it's so great to have you Sherry on the show. Welcome. I'm so glad to be here, Adair. I really am tickled, tickled, tickled. tickled. Oh, this, this is going to be such a fun conversation. So let me get, let me give you guys the background on how we know each other. God, I think we met 10 years ago mm-hmm. and it was when I was living in Asheville and I had just decided to quit my job and start a career as a speaker and a author and a coach. I didn't really even know what the hell I was doing, but I knew that Sherry was doing a lot of the things that I wanted to do. And so I connected with her and we supported each other right. for probably a couple years until I left Asheville and moved to Atlanta. And we've, we've been peripherally in touch with each other as you stay in touch on Facebook. But Sherry has had a whole like transformation as we as I guess everybody has in 10 years. Holy cow, a lot can happen in 10 years. But moved away from like the whole coaching and speaking circuit and went through a huge transformation with just raising her children and finding the love of her life and moving to a new city. And now she's back with this wealth of knowledge and uh, wisdom and just experience to help us all design our lives more intentionally. So Sherry, did I do a good job kind of explaining You did a fantastic it? job. Oh man, I need to clip that out and put that on somewhere. You said it really well. <laughs> you said it super, super well. Yeah, I um, uh, I was a motivational speaker, you know, back when we met, and then then I realized I was becoming very demotivated and not a particularly high demand for the most the best demotivated <laughs> motivational. <speaker. laughs> 
Yeah. Well, don't you just feel like that whole market has really shifted? You know, it, it yeah. used to be all about this whole like hoorah, you know, motivational speaking. And I just feel like people are longing for something deeper now. Absolutely. I get so tired of, you know, we would joke about the three, the three stories and you end on a poem, you know, and I'm like, you know, I just wanted to stick a finger down my throat. It's like, oh, <laughs> if I hear the starfish story one more time, the you know, starfish story. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> you know, and then, and then the coaching industry, frankly, began to do some of the same things, or at least from my, from my view. And, and I was craving, couldn't put my finger on it back then, Adair, but I was craving what you just talked about a minute ago, this authenticity, this deeper level of connection, whether it was from the platform or one-on-one -on -one with coaching clients. And, and for me to find that I had to step away for a while, I had to yeah. step away for a while. And then, um, um, and what came out of that was, um, I sort of woke up not too long ago and realized, man, I've designed a pretty awesome life. And I realized that didn't happen accidentally, that I had been intentionally designing my own life, which is pretty awesome, uh, despite having a lot of things on my plate that aren't awesome. You know, mm. I have special needs. I never had a lot of money. I have health issues. But despite all that, my life's pretty awesome by design. Mm. So I thought, you know, there, there's something to this. Yeah. But, so wait, how did you, how did you do this? I know this. Yes. obviously was an intentional process that you took yourself through, but give us just a few tidbits. Well, you know, a lot of the things that those of us who walk a spiritual path are really who try to stay in alignment. I did a lot of those things that many of your listeners probably do. I did a lot of self-exploration. I dove really deep into the Enneagram to really understand what, you know, like I say, the, the, uh, Thing in the carpet that trips me up all the time. You know, I wanted to learn about what trips me up and uh, what do I need to do to become somebody who somebody would want to fall in love with? Would I date me? You know, would I be someone who I would want to be in relationship with? And what are my money barriers? And how do I want my space to feel? And who's the person that I want to be when I lay my head on my pillow? And uh, <clears throat> I've got tons of journals, which I'll have about three pages written on them because then I would just go buy a new journal. But anyway, I started many <laughs> journals, you know, and, and, and a lot of friends. And, and I would say to you that, that the key to, to, for me to live the life I have now is I had to be brutally honest with myself. What somebody mm. might say, I had to have some come to Jesus meetings with myself and realize that some of the things I said I wanted, I really didn't want. And some of the things that I really wanted, I was afraid to claim. And um, so, you know, as you chip away, chip away, there's not, and believe me, I want the silver bullet, but there was not this one thing that happened mm. where the epiphany went off and it's like, oh, that's my life. It was a... Um, you know, this vision board and that journal and this conversation and that workshop and those music lyrics. Meanwhile, all the time paying attention. Paying attention. Yeah, that's what I hear so clearly when you say all of that is it was tuning in to your own tuning inner guidance. In. Yep. That's feeling out way. your energy. And I say this all the time on the show that life is really just a result of where we focus our energy and our attention. Absolutely. And, and, 
my other good friend, she said, I know what balance looks like as I swing past it. <laughs> <laughs> there I go. <laughs> Whoa. And so often I would realize that where I needed to focus my attention because somehow life got my attention because I was focusing it in the wrong place. And so the world would, the life gives me feedback, whether I'm mm -hmm. doing it in the way I want to go or mm -hmm. sometimes in the way I'm not going. Hmm. And, but staying awake through all that and, and then somehow having the courage, I'm going to call it courage because I, I do that just to honor myself, to keep coming back and saying, you know what, I really can, I really can have some of the things that I want to have. And yeah. That, that permission. Permission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That does take a lot of courage because it's easy just to look around and say, oh, I can be so grateful for this and I can reframe the shit out of this. And I say that I'm a lot of times yeah. I can create a good story about anything because yeah. that's just our, you know, it, it tends to be the personality. I think of a lot of people that do this type of work because it's what we encourage our clients to do. To me, that's always the first step is like you look at where you are in your life and you say, where am I grateful? What's good about this story? And sometimes you realize that wait a minute, is this really as good as I think it is? Or have I just like reframed it so much that I made it look mm -hmm. better than it actually is? Exactly. Well, and then Adair, I'm actually, my personality type is, is almost the flip of that, which some of your listeners may be as well, is that I can be the glasses have empty kind of gal, which mm. is odd that I'm a coach and was a speaker. And I would get into what I've called when I, I wrote this the first time in my book many, many years ago, I called it the velvet rut. I would get in that low place, but it was so comfortable and cozy that, that so I could reframe it. Instead, I would just say, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be in this low mm. sort of semi-comfortable place. And so for me uh, to reframe it, just like you said, but for me to go, oh, I can pull my head out of this hole. I had one friend of mine said, he goes, you know, you don't have to constantly uh, analyze everything. Sometimes just be a lizard and come lay out in the sun for the day. And so I, I love I, that. And some days I would overindulge in this, what, 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 versus, hey, the sun is out today. Let that be a good thing. So I think that, 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 my, probably your listeners vacillate like you and I do between the put the smiley face. I used to say put a smiley sticker on a pile of dog shit, still yeah. stand. Yeah. Or having a pretty nice life of going, oh my God, you know, this thing didn't work out perfectly. And so it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. 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 It's so, I like that. No, it makes perfect sense. And I like how you created that, that contrast, right? Cause I, I get stuck in kind of my way of thinking about things and it's helpful to hear. We all, yeah. The whole spectrum of where we might be, you know, I think something that really connects to what we're talking about is something that you're really, really good at helping people with. And that is getting them off of autopilot and out of default mode. So talk, talk to me a little bit and talk to the listeners a little bit about what that okay. default mode is. How do you know that you're there? And then what the hell do you do about it once you realize that you're there? Well, I, um, I'm making little memes now for my new business. You know, I like to put stuff out on Facebook and I just, I was on vacation last week and I just made one that said, if you've been stuck long enough to complain about it, you're choosing it. Ooh. Uh, ouch. 
Ouch. So partly you, you start to notice what you're complaining about. If your New Year's resolution still says the same thing five years in a row, if you are finding that you're still talking about this same issue or having this, this thing over and over and over and over, you are in default and your wiser self is trying like hell to get your attention. And, and, and that's if you're really being honest. So if you're still kvetching every year, I got to lose 30 pounds or I need, I hate my job. If you're still doing that, you're choosing it and that's default. And, and, and then actually you're the luckiest of the people on default because you're at least awake enough to know you want it to be different. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and most of my clients are folks who know that enough to call me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I do think there, the world is filled with way more people who are on default mode and have, don't even have the courage or the ability to think they can have it any other way. That's and the whole, with, yeah. ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And I'm going to say those aren't even listening to your podcast. No, yet. probably not. They don't listen to podcasts. No, no. And, and, <laughs> and those are the folks that we just bless and we just, we just hope. But for those who are annoyed at themselves or frustrated, I would say congratulations. Thank God. And I say, okay, so that means you're, you're walking around with a rock in your shoe and how long are you going to have to walk around till you stop and take it out? And we often, many people will live many, many years with a rock in their shoe. And, and that's default, is keeping on going, but knowing it ain't what you really want. Hmm. I, I mean, I do it still. I mean, do you yeah. ever do it? I mean, don't we? Uh, we do. All the time. All the time. All the because time. It's, you're weighing out all the options, right? Oh, you're I like, know. how uncomfortable does this need to get Have before to I make be. a change? I used to tease that I'll stop, I'll take the rock out, I'll take an emery board, I'll file some of the edges off, put the rock back in my shoe and keep walking. <laughs> and one day it's either going to like mess up your foot or it's going to exactly. like come through the bottom of your shoe or something and you're not going to have a choice. And I do think that's what happens sometimes. I think sometimes, unfortunately, we get to a place where we are like really struggling with anxiety or depression, or yep. we have an accident or yep. we break a limb or we have some other something happen where we can't ignore it anymore. And I, I think the hardest thing for people is to realize you don't have to let it get to that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. In 2002, I heard Oprah speak in person in Raleigh, North Carolina, and she talked about how that, that God or spirit will throw these little pebbles at your head. And that if, if you, the pebbles don't get your attention, then it's a stone and then it's a rock and then it's a brick. And ever since then, I'm like, okay, the sign, the healthier we get, I think the less, ob, the less grandiose the, the, the sign has to be. And I don't want it to be cancer or a colostomy bag or a car wreck or a, something to get my attention. And so, so when, so you ask, what do I do for helping people get out of default is, yeah. is absolutely say, if you can articulate that you are uncomfortable, start there. And then, then, then it's not bite off the whole thing. You don't, you don't go from the couch to a 5k in a day. You pick one aspect of your life. And I, my work focuses a lot around your external space. Mm. And I'll tell you why. It's because that's how I 
shift my life the quickest. Hmm. Tell have us ever, more. That sounds so interesting. Yeah. Have you ever felt bad when you clean something? Never. No, you love that's it. That's a great, never. that's something you great to think bad. about. You never feel bad. And so now, and, and if I could show you my room, I'm not a, an anti-clutter bug, but if I'm starting to feel stuck, if I go and reorganize a drawer or clear out a space, then I have shown that I have some control over my environment. Then because my environment is telling me how to feel, it goes both ways. Mm. If I can clean up a space or beautify it, I mean, I was committed. I've got, I've got my own podcast and we haven't mentioned that, but 10 years ago, I decided my house will always have fresh flowers in it, no matter what. I've had fresh flowers on my home for 10 years I and because, and I just consider it as important as zucchini. Mm. I never, I never, I never kvetch over, should I buy zucchini? I just buy it. So I buy flowers because of the way they make me feel. They make mm. me abundant and they're beautiful. And so that feeling is one that I want. It keeps me from being stuck. Is this making sense, dear? Oh, I love it. I love the whole fresh flowers thing. That's something that I think about. And I don't always choose it, um, but I, I do think about it oftentimes. And if I need a little pick-me-up, oftentimes I'm like, oh, you know what? I need to get some flowers in my house. And just yesterday, I was feeling really stuck and slow and like I... I felt stuck and some like bored, which that doesn't yeah. happen to me very much. Right. And so I chose to clean out this like area where we put a lot of mail on the kids' school stuff and everything. And I chose to just like clean it out. And I found this little bag, this little like coin purse with all these cards, you know, like old credit yeah. cards, old blockbuster cards, old, like you name it. And I was like, why do we have these anymore? I, I literally took them all and just threw them in the trash. Like Chris wanted a few for some project that he envisions doing with all his old credit cards. Okay, cool. Like turn it into art. I'm cool with that. But other than that, we don't need these. Like let's trash um, them. No. And, and so, so imagine if you're holding stuff around and you're holding stuff that has, you don't even know the energy that that stuff has. So I mean, like, um, I would go so far as to, when I've gone into people's homes, actually one iteration of what I thought I was going to do in my business was to actually go into people's homes. Mm. I've decided that that's not what I wanted to do, but I beta tested that, but I could go into people's homes and it was so surprising to me how much of the stuff in their home they didn't like, you know, but they inherited it or it had a family heritage or meaning, or it was worth a lot or we spent a lot of money on it. And I was like, those are, none of those are good reasons. I even had one person say, we can't paint the kitchen cabinets, even though we don't like them, because the people who are going to buy our house 20 years from now may like these. Wow. And I said, wait a minute, you're letting someone you haven't even met's happiness supersede your own. And as the more I talk to the people, the more I realize is that some of the things in our environment, some of it doesn't support us. Some of us could just be needing, well, let me say that again. We lack things that support us. Some of the things in our environment are actually bringing us down. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so then how can I sit in this office, for example, and create this thriving thing in my life if the space itself doesn't support me? 
so flipped another way, how can you create a magnificent life if what you do, you go home to a place and you have to step over your clutter and there's a picture of your ex's old rifles or whatever that you hate and there's some <laughs> stuff from your mom or, or there's absolutely nothing in there that inspires you, mm. you know? Um, in my first marriage, I had someone come into my house doing some feng shui and she went into my bedroom, which was beautifully tailored. I had spent a lot of money having coordinating fabrics and over it was this big batch of dead sticks over the bed. And she said, how's your sex life? And I said, there is not one. And she said, of course not. There's dead sticks over your bed. <laughs> I went, oh, you're right. He's not very romantic. Does that make wow. sense? Wow. Yeah. So that default to me, and I, I, all of us do it, and there's a million ways, and none are any better than any others. You know what I mean? How do you get out? How do you get unstuck? There's as many mm -hmm. answers as there are people. But your space, uh, shifting your space, it feels sometimes a little safer. You mm. also don't have to have all the answers of what you want your life to be. You don't have to know the end result. You just know that I need it to feel better. I need to breathe. I need to get, you know, I just need to have some, some of the energy change. Mm. And then when you do that, then you go, oh, now there's that answer I was looking for. It's amazing. Uh, and it goes back, it really just goes back to everything is energy. Absolutely. You say more about that. I mean, we're energetic beings. We literally radiate a, yeah. an electromagnetic frequency and yeah. so does everything that is around us so I'm just looking on my desk right now and I used to have this like really shitty little lamp on my desk and yeah. I was like this does nothing for me so I went out and I bought a crystal lamp and now when the sun comes in I get rainbows on my wall that's fantastic like yeah. was that worth the change hell yes hell it was yeah. I'm yes. so energized by those freaking rainbows that come out on yeah. my wall. Like it's everything. Yeah. I have, I just put, I just framed a picture of Mr. Rogers, Michelle Obama, and a picture of me kissing my husband. Oh, all on my it. desk. And, I, and you know, and, and it changes around, but it's like, what do I need in the moment? And that's, that's something that folks who are really stuck. And this is the thing. This is not a, we all get stuck. And when we get stuck, one of the things that happens is we feel like we have fewer options. That's what mm. stuck is. And so when you're really, really stuck, all of a sudden you feel like, oh, I can't move. And so, you know, and so how do you, okay, well, then you'll get really stuck and I say, I don't have enough money or I can't change my job. I've got to stay in this job because what about insurance and what about my 401k? It's like, okay too big of a question for you to answer from a stuck place. But what you can do is what can you shift in your life? Take a walk. You know what I mean? Uh, movement. Movement of any kind. And, and as I follow, I, I follow feng shui and do feng shui from a very Westerner's point of view. I do the, you know, sort of dumbed down version, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have, story after story after story of my own and of my clients where we focus some energy and it's the intention mm. that I'm going to clear up the space around this one particular issue and watch the shifts happen. 
I don't remember what number of podcasts it is that I've done, uh, one of my early ones, uh, talking about just doing that. Find one area of your life where you're feeling stuck. Focus on the, 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 the segment of your home or office that correlates with that area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just give it some love. Just give it some love. And then you're not as stuck. Yeah. It's just a little bit of focus. It's a yeah. little bit of intention. It's a little bit of energy. It's when it's funny because I was probably inspired by you when I did this, but I always remember when I lived back in Asheville, I got really into feng shui and like pulling out the bagua and, you know, mm -hmm. changing spaces and all of that. And I'm sure it was inspired by you because you always had a beautiful home and you were always mm -hmm. thinking about the way things looked and felt. And I remember I was working a part-time job at J Crew then, and one of the associates there like really wanted to find the love of her life and was struggling and, oh, I'm dating all these people and nobody's the one. And I was like, well, tell me about your bedroom. And he was like, I have a twin bed. It's pushed up against the wall and I have one nightstand beside it. I was uh -huh. like, girl, you got no space for a man. You got yeah. a bigger bed. You got to pull it to the middle of the room. You got to get two nightstands, two lamps. Exactly. She did it. And I swear to God, within like three months, she like had the love of her life. Not even just like somebody yeah. that she, she married the guy. Exactly. I'm not even surprised by that. I'm not even surprised. I mean, I, I remember planting the first time I, I did it. I remember planting uh, gold and yellow and purple flowers in the prosperity section. This was when my first marriage and we somehow needed like $6,000 quickly. And I planted these flowers and I got a call to write a curriculum for a program I'd never heard of in another state for $6,000. And can you do it like right now? And so I'm like, <laughs> I love that. Flowers. you know, that trip to Lowe's for flowers was worth it. But it was, it was the intention and the energy that we put mm. behind it and, and not, you know, it's for me, sometimes it's that indirect way. It's less intimidating for those of us, especially if we're feeling really stuck and down about it. You know, you go, oh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to fix this hard relationship or, oh, I don't know how to, you know, change careers at 55. Okay, too big a question. But do you, can you find the energy to, to, to just look at yourself and begin to ask, visualize for a moment while you're cleaning that house, what would a new job look like? Hmm. Not how, but what would it feel like and look like? And that's what shifts energy. I know, you know, you know that, and I, your listeners probably do too, but we forget it. We got to be reminded all the all, time, like constantly. And this whole default living and autopilot it it just it just becomes a tape that we keep playing and it's over and over and over again and i love how you're saying there's so many little things that we can do in mm -hmm. our spaces in order to shift that energy and shift yep. that focus and that and that wherever we feel stuck if we'll look for the outside we can have the outside in shift i think a lot of times that and i get really stuck in this as a coach and facilitator of like, it always has to be an internal out, right? Like you have this whole internal mm -hmm. world, but oftentimes it is what we see, the conversations that we have mm -hmm. with other people, the interactions that we have that help shift us from the outside. And so I love, I love yeah. everything that you're saying. 
and I know that you have so much more to share. So I'd love for you to tell the listeners how they can get more of Sherry. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I have two things you could do. I also have a podcast. It's called A Well-Designed Life, and I'm on Spotify and iTunes and Google Play. And I'll put uh, a link to that in the show notes. Okay, thank you. I'm just getting started, but having a whole lot of fun with that. And, so and fun. I, I talk about, uh, I say you need to clear your mind, obviously clear your mind, clear your clutter so you can clear a path to the life you've always intended. So my podcast go back and forth between physical space, but also a whole lot about internal clutter. And then I'm at Sherry Honeycutt, C-H-E-R-I-H-O-N-E-Y-C-U-T-T. I'm sure that'll be a link to sherryhoneycutt.com. And uh, um, you can just find out more about my coaching and some of my freebies and just more about my philosophy. And um, um, that's, that's where I am. Oh, I love that. Well, it was so awesome to reconnect with you and be reminded of the velvet rut. I had forgotten that. And things like things that you said that were so poignant to me were, you know, if you're complaining about it, then it's time to, you're choosing it. Right. And then picking just one aspect of our lives. I think we oftentimes get very overwhelmed. So I love how you said picking one aspect of your life and choosing to clean up or beautify, you know, get those fresh flowers, get the new candle, light the candle, get some good aromatherapy going on, whatever it is to help you get unstuck. And I love also how you said, we think that when we're stuck, we have fewer options. And so we literally shut our brains down, but if we'll get ourselves into motion, that will start to open ourselves up again. So, wow. So much wisdom there. Thank you so much for being on the show. Any parting words that you want to share? I, you know, um, just remember that you can have a beautiful life. Everybody can design a beautiful life. And uh, if you can visualize it, if you can envision it and really envision it in your heart, you can have it. Oh, I love that. Thanks for that reminder. And I'll look forward to talking with you again soon, Sherry. Thanks so much for being on the show. You're welcome, dear. Thank you. That's a wrap for this episode of The Morning Light Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and share with your loved ones. And for more insights and inspiration, check out my website at firstleadyou.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next time.